At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I got friends only want to talk business. I got expensive to win and expensive. I got expensive to win and expensive. I've been out of work. And welcome to Set That Coffee Down, the Great Sales Podcast for Closers. My name is Kevin Hill. I'm your host, as always, and I have a very special guest in-house today, Mr. Rob Bussey from BWS Logistics. Um, they specialize in beverages, wines, and spirits, and it's a whole different world than than most people touch. It's, it's one of those niches, and I like niches because niches are where the riches reside we're going to talk about the niche today with Mr. Rob Bussey. How are you doing today? Doing good. Uh, doing good, Kevin. Thanks so much for having me on. I mean, that is our, uh, you, you can't see this because this is audio only, but I'm actually wearing the old logo, which is our beer, wine, and spirits. We rebranded uh, a year ago, April, to a, a little different logo uh, because we do a lot of other commodities. But I mean, that is still, a, a, I'll say, a sweet spot for us. And we do uh, still do a ton of that. Whether it, whether it be beer, wine, spirits, uh, energy drinks, water, uh, even uh, uh, food items, frozen. So we do a lot of different things now. Uh, but uh, thanks again for having me on. You bet. And you're based out of the Chicago area, uh, the, the hub of freight brokerages. Um, I actually just put together a list of brokers and key decision makers. And the, the Chicago area is about triple compared to, I think Dallas is number two, uh, the Dallas area, triple the number of freight brokers and decision makers on those freight brokers than any other market out there. And it's just a, it's the hub of transportation. Well, it's, it's not Freight Alley like Chattanooga, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, there is a lot of, uh, you know, it's the central point. It's I, I, When I was back on the forwarding side of things, I used to say we, we kind of have it easy here from a trucking standpoint because we're right in the middle you can hit the east coast in two days you can head all the way down to dallas in two days and there's just a there's a ton of freight forwarders here there's a ton of international cargo between o'hare and now out at rockford um so it's just it's just very busy but uh there there's a ton uh of of definitely brokerages here i mean back in the day um american backhaulers got their start here way back when and and, uh, you know, that's, that's grown up to, to be a bunch of other different com- companies, including Coyote and Mastery and, uh, uh, other ones like that, but, uh, Molo. Um, but, uh, anyway, yeah, there's just a ton of them here and I see all the people I interact with on LinkedIn. It's like, there's more and more Chicago on there. So I think we need to have a, a conference here soon. We we should I, I think for well I, I remember back in uh, right before the pandemic 2019 it was in Chicago yeah. and it was uh, it was hectic it was it was one of those those there's a snowstorm in early November uh, a blizzard the the airport shut down O'Hare shut down yeah. we all had to rent vans and drive through a blizzard to get to Chicago and it, I think it was like 10 degrees the the, the whole week wow. um, so it was, it was bad timing. 
It's a beautiful city. You got to pick the right time of year to come though. We've had, we went through the first part of the summer was a big drought and then we've been getting drenched with the rain lately, but I mean, it's, it can be hot summers and, and cold winters here, but, uh, if you pick the right time of year to come, it's one of the most beautiful cities, uh, in the world. It is. I always loved going to Chicago. I was, we were talking before we hit record and that's where I thought I'd end up. Um, I'm still welcome there. You never know. You know, yeah. in the summer, I might set up a summer house in, in, in Chicago. I don't think Come I can over. winners anymore. Yeah. yeah, that's true. If you're, if you're not used to it, it can be, it can be harsh. Yeah. I, I, I can envision life where I, I, I'm in Chicago in the summers, going to Wrigley Field every day game and, yeah. uh, and just kicking back and enjoying it, but getting closer and closer to retirement. So maybe one of these days I'll do that. As we talked about earlier, time, Time doesn't stop, and it's as you get older, it seems to move faster and faster. So it does. It. Uh, I think there's a scientific reason for that, but I, I just don't know what it is. But it does seem like it goes faster and faster. And faster. Uh, I was once told that uh, one of the reasons it does seem to move faster is you don't do new things as much as you used to, sure. and you're always doing the same thing. So you're in that your 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 sort of your window becomes smaller. You're just doing the same thing every day. And I thought, man, that makes sense. So. It does. Maybe we but gonna, it does. Maybe you and I need to go parachuting or something. Maybe we should. <laughs> I don't first. think I'm going to skydive. You first. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's one of the things, you know, it's on everyone's bucket list. I'm going to go skydive. I'm like, no, not me. Why would you there there are a few things that I'm not. Gonna, yeah, I'm not skydiving. I'm not swimming with sharks. I, I'm, not, I'm not doing any of those things. Would you zipline? Zipline? Yeah, I, I might. Zip line, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Well, yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about, um, yeah, you have your beverages, right? But you have your wine and spirits, right? And I know for my careless days, you know, kind of messing around with, with trying to find, is it liquor certified? Um, drivers, is that? Uh, well, you've, the, you have to have certain drivers that are willing to do it. There's a lot of them that, per, that are precluded because of their, uh, religion, believe it or not. And then, uh, sure. It's it's mainly state driven that they have to have the licenses and, uh, it's an easy, uh, it's an easy find. You can pull up the list of all the states that uh, you need a liquor permit in, uh-huh. um, depending on which, which state you're in, they, they may or may not need one. Um, you can buy these things on a, on a day to day basis. If you find a carrier who says, yeah, I do the load for you, but I don't have a New Jersey permit. Well, here's what you do. We'll send them the link. And it's, you know, 50, 60 bucks and we'll just, you know, we'll pay the carrier that to do that. But otherwise you can get yearly ones. And a lot of the carriers, um, that we work with, um, have, have them already. And the, the nice thing about building your base of carriers that you're working with, especially if it's in a, a lot of, uh, similar lanes where you're, we're running them on a repetitive basis, you can, you start building that and that, and that's sort of the genius of being around for a while and having the right technology is to to build your base of carriers so that it's sort of an automatic thing. You've got one of five people you're going to call for that New Jersey to Kentucky run, you know, it's because you need a permit in both of those states. So. Now, now, if you don't have a permit, you don't end up like sm- smoking the bandits. You're bootlegging and getting yeah, thrown in jail. And the cores across the state lines, like, like they did in that movie, that was Coors Beer. I think it was anyway. But it was. It was Coors Beer east of the Mississippi yeah, yeah. for east of Texas. Oh, uh, you know what? Uh, I I uh, I got into freight waves and, and my little research team there. 
I started talking about it one day and they were just looking at me. No one had watched it uh, before. Oh my gosh. And I just had to make it mandatory. You, you got to watch, you, you can't work in trucking and not watch Smuckies. <laughs> I mean, the Jackie Gleason dialogue in those oh, movies was, he was, he was so, his timing is unbelievable. It is his delivery and, you know, the, but they're, they're just, they were just simple movies back in the day. I, and you know, dialogue really stands the test of time. You know, the, 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 you know, everyone's a smart ass and it's, it's very snappy and, and sarcastic and tongue in cheek. And, uh, it's just great comedy. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, so we, uh, you know, we do a lot of the, we do a lot of beer, wine and spirits. We also do a lot of other commodities. I actually do a lot of trade show freight as well, which is another niche market. That is. Um, and, and, and it's, uh very specialized, uh, in that, you know, you really want to work with someone who knows the ins and outs of marshaling yards of advanced warehouses of deadlines, cutoffs, the advantages and, uh, and actually has connections within that, you know, being that I worked in trade shows for 12 years. And so that's, uh, another piece of business we're handling a lot of. Yeah. And, and, and I think on the, um, trade show front, sometimes you have to, to work with unions as well, labor unions. Maybe it's Fago's a, a big union state, Vegas. Yeah, and the unions union, are different. Union. The unions yeah. are different in certain states. I mean, if you do a show in, let's say, Louisville, you might deal with one or two unions. You do a show in Chicago, you're dealing with sometimes six six unions. You know, you've got Teamsters, decorators, electricians, plumbers, um, riggers. So it's it's quite a but the, the guys are phenomenal. I mean, if you work with them, you mm-hmm. um, show them the respect, uh, you know. Chicago over the years has sometimes has a bad reputation of being on the take and this and that and mobsters and all that, but we're just regular people up here. And, uh, you know, if you, if you come up to a show in Chicago, uh, we did, we did, uh, Chromat this year, which is a big material handling show. We'll be doing the sisters show to that down mm-hmm. in Atlanta next year called Modex tied to the material handling industry, uh, another great show. Um, you know, we've had some great up. Op- great opportunities out of out of being an actual exhibitor at that show we had a booth built and we're going to be doing some more shows as well nice get our name great getting your name out there that's uh th- that's a big part of it and you're a big part of getting bws logistics name out there and it's it's part of of sales if you don't have your name out there i i just got a, a email a linkedin email it's kind of a newsletter right uh, right before I hit record, I saw Grant Cardone, and he's that big, you know, be known and be broke. Oh, yeah. Um, if, you, yeah. if if potential buyers don't know who you are, you can't sell. You can't sell if if they don't know you. And sometimes that's a phone call. Uh, sometimes that's an email, and oftentimes it's just getting out there, being known. True, and uh, you know we've been building our brand over. Over the three years that I started here, the company started in 2018. I joined in 2020. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, it was really just Craig and I at the start. And now we've got about 30 people. So uh, we've, we've done the right things, I believe. We've, uh, you know, I think early on trying to get our name out there, we were sort of sort of being our own wingman because you can be your own wingman. You can get your name out there just through, through various, you know, whether it was through my interactions with some of the Freight Waves folks like you or, or just, uh, other general interactions. And then, uh, you know, beyond that, you, you just keep building on that and, uh, and it helps, it helps people know who you are and they know what your logo looks like. You know, like when we switched our logo from the, the beer, the, the beer, wine and spirit to the, uh, to the truck 
you know, some people were like, oh man, I love the old logo. But then they understood that, you know, when I was trying to sell, I'd be going into a place and they'd be saying, hey, Rob, I like you. You're a great guy, but we don't do anything with beer, wine, and spirits. And I'd say, well, hold on a second. So that was part of the reason we rebranded yeah. to that. But we, again, we still do a ton of that. Yeah. It, it, a brand, a logo is important and a name is important. Um, but, and I guess my, my real thing is you have to make the name, the, the name, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And I, I'll tell you, some of our best promoters have been, you know, our, our own customers, our own vendors. Yeah. We've got testimonials from our, some of our drivers and carriers. They, they'll, they love working with us and you know, we're, we're honored to have that kind of thing. And we, we do get testimonials from customers that we post on our, on our, you know, various, uh, well, that's the best salesperson too, right? Yeah. Your your customers. Yeah. So you'll see it on, uh, Twitter, Instagram, you know, some of those other, um, social media locations. And, uh, it's just, to me, it's humbling to see a customer come back and tell you, Hey, you know, you're, you're doing a great job because, in reading some of the books that I've read by our friends like Lee Sauls and Mike Weinberg, you know, they'll, they'll tell you, you, you can say you're the best, but the only one, there's only one person who can really tell you you're the best. And that's the customer. If the customer tells you you're the best, you, you might be. And then it's, it is a, it's a valuation by them that they value you. And it goes back to a, you know, another thing from Lee's book about how, do, how much would you pay for something that you can get for free? Uh, well, I wouldn't pay anything. Oh, well, really? Well, go back to the, the, his bottled water story about mm-hmm. how, how that, that works out. I mean, if you, if you take bottled water, you know, per, per unit, you, you really pay over seven, seven dollars and 20 cents a gallon for water when you buy bottled water. So it's, it's well, your water is more expensive than oil, a barrel of oil, yeah. a barrel of bottled water is more expensive than a barrel of oil. I know it's crazy, but they're, they're again, you've shown value in it through convenience. And, uh, you know, we, we try to do that here. We try to, you know, we're a 3PL, so we, we don't try to hide that We're we don't have trucks. We don't even have uh, a brick and mortar location where, you know, after COVID as we grew, we just stayed a hundred percent remote and it's worked out for us. And, uh, you know, the value we give is by being an extension of people's brand extension of their business without being a burden on their payroll. And, and it's a service that we provide to, to, you know, orchestrate the moves that we do for our customers, um, through just through all of our connections. And I think this, uh, being a 3PL, that's one of the, the, the hardest things on the sales aspect. And out of all the industries I've, I've been in through my life, it, selling the shippers is by far, I think the, the most difficult that I've seen it is like Lee Saul says, right? It is proving that you're the best or proving that you're a right fit oftentimes in just a phone call. Um, because 99% of what you want to say can be said by every single freight broker out there and is said by every single freight broker and 3PL out wow. there. Um, because you can say it, but you can't prove it. I mean, how do you prove it? And, but, but this is, that's the that's the key question. That's the, the once you figure that out, or if you can't figure that out, that's where success lies. But it is so hard to do. Yeah, you want to you want to go in there and tell them that you want to tell them that you're the best. But you also you also want to say, what can I do to differentiate yeah. who we are? 
and, and let them know that I'm not like everybody else, but you walk in the door and the first thing you do is tell them you're the best. You've just, you've just yeah. said the same thing that every sales rep is saying. So I, I think you say we're different for this reason. It better be different yeah. because everyone's going to come in and say, oh, we're different for this reason. It's like, well, this, you're the fifth person today who's told me you're different for that reason. Right. I mean, I don't think you want to go in and personally, I don't think you want to go in and lead with a product and you don't want to go in and lead with technology. And, and we talked uh, before we started hitting record of all the technologies, te- technology options that are out there and they're phenomenal for building efficiencies and everything else. But I think at the end of the day, if you can get your customer to understand, this is my, this is, I'm not speaking for the whole world here. This is, uh, this is how I feel. If you can get the customer to understand and to believe that at the end of the day, you are a company and you are a person who you can get a hold of. You're a person who's going to respond to a text, an email, a phone call. You're not going to get stuck in some voicemail jail and uh, you're, you're going to be there for them. You're going to represent them. Yeah, you got this flashy technology. Yeah, I can give you this platform. I'll give you a login. You could do all this stuff on your own. Yeah. Look, look at look at how how the world has gone from customer service to the customer doing the work for the person who's supposed to be providing the service. I mean, it started with really FedEx with their when you had to do the data entry for them and create in the old zebra printers and create the labels. Holy mackerel, we just did the data entry for them. And, and now you do it in the store. You got the self-checkout. You go to McDonald's. You got to do the kiosk thing and all that stuff. So, I mean, you, you, even some of the restaurants now have that little order thing. So, I mean, the, the, the convenience is there, and I'm probably getting off track here. But I think at the end of the day, I still believe in a person talking to a person, building that relationship, listening to them, and, you know, just, just being a real person, be yourself, you know, um, never, you know, you never want to settle on what you did yesterday. Um, and you just want to be someone who's going to be there for them, be there for the customer, represent them. That's your, that's the value you have. You, you're going to represent them well. It is the value that you have. I, and I think going in leading, maybe one of the safest options and, and certainly early, I, I think it is one of the safest options. Um, is, is going in, not talking about yourself and your services whatsoever until the very end and leading with being an expert in what the person you're talking to does. Maybe not an expert, knowledgeable, asking great questions about it, figuring out where the challenges are, um, really enjoying and being very sincere about it. Um, going back to the live show for, from yesterday, Del Carnegie, sincerely about what their business is. So if you're selling to beer wine, it's, it, it, hey, being a, not a sommelier maybe, but uh, knowing wines, knowing the wine market, right? Knowing the, the liquor market, knowing that and being able to talk about that um, gives you a lot of street cred. Absolutely. I, I, I'm a big fan of not even talking about anything related to work right away when you start going in there. You might, you might break it down to, you know, where you're from. How did you, how you, you know, how long have you been here? But that, that kind of goes back to do some homework in advance, which is, I'm big on that. Yeah. Don't walk in there and say, so what does your company do? You know, I mean, you've just lost me. You've, you're done. So yeah. do a little bit of homework, um, you know, listen carefully, respond creatively and, uh, and, and just slow play that part and then finish it up with, you know, this is what we do. And just be honest with, to say, look, yeah. we're, 
a lot of us all use the same. Anyone can get a truck. Anyone can get a step van, a step deck. Anyone can get a, a sprinter van. I can get all that stuff. You know, we have good access to that. But, you know, we're going to handle the process for you. And there's a fee for that. You know, if you want, if you want to work with the best, you're going to work with us. But I mean, that's, that's the, that's the, yeah. that's the hard part to get to that. <laughs> and you want to be an outsourced partner, right? You want to be an outsourced department. So you, you mentioned that earlier in the conversation, you want to be that outsourced partner. And, and part of being that is, is kind of your, your kind, you're not an employee, but you're kind of an employee. So you should know that business or you should oh. know that industry. And this reason why picking an industry and being able to, to go in and ask the, the same question simplifies the equation, right? So if you're selling to industrials at CPG and um, wine and spirits and um, electronics, right? You, you got to know five different industries, yeah. which is tough to do. Um, pick one industry and just kind of go all in on it. And, and um, whatever that industry is, I, I used to do... Uh, a lot of steel, steel coils, steel coils from the Midwest, right? Chicago, Michigan, down to Monterey, Mexico. Yeah, I had to know the border. And I also had to know quite a bit about the steel industry. And that's what I studied up on. And uh, and, and it made conversations much easier because I, I kind of knew their process, their, their supply chain because I knew their industry and their business. And then I knew the, the, the border crossing process and uh, the, the connections on that side, um, which, which made it a, a really good business to be in. Yeah, you learn, you, learn, uh, you learn quickly, too, as you dive into a certain industry. Like when I started here, a big piece of what we do still do is drayage. Um, we do a ton of drayage. When I started here, and I, you know, the word drayage to me, was yeah. tied to trade show because that's drayage and trade show too, which is basically receiving your freight, bringing it to the booth, taking the empties away, bringing it back. Yeah. That kind of thing. I, I didn't know what a street turn was or triaxle chassis and all these different terminologies that are now second nature to all of us here, you know, and that goes for our entire team. Really. We've all kind of learned it and become experts on it. And, and we're trusted partners now for a lot of our customers. Our customers actually, our customers, customers know they work with us. And that's part of the trust they have. We get included in emails with them. Yep. So there's an email, there's an email with me, with, with BWS, with our customer and their customer. So it's not like they're trying to say, Hey, we're not doing this, but this is who we yep. work with. This is who we trust. And, and that's a, that's kind of a good feeling. It is a good feeling. It is good. For, it's, it's a testimonial really. Yeah. Is that uh, a mini testimonial, but uh, it is a good feeling. It really is. So, um, on another front, um, so let's, let's go because you, you work in industry. We were talking about it, I think right before you hit record that is right for, uh, double brokering and fraud, right? right. You know, uh, you know, it, the, the, the booze fell off the truck type of, of situation. So it happens, right? Yeah. It can happen. It's, it's happening more and more out there. And I think, uh, just internally, there's a lot of things you can do just from a protocol standpoint and a, and a checklist standpoint with your people. You can no longer just accept a guy who says he's got a truck in the area and he can handle it. You have to have some technology behind you and you have to do your due diligence. You have to put some, some, uh, some again, protocols in place, such as, you know, you have to have, you have to be, you have to have your, your MC for at least six months. You have to have at least two inspections in these uh 
some people might say you're discriminating against people who just started and are trying to get going, but there's just too many people out there um, who are who are not being honest about who they say they are, and they're not being honest about uh, pretty much anything. And and as we mentioned earlier, uh, the term double brokering, where one person is accepting a load and then farming it out to someone else, is it's not the worst thing in the world that could happen. And in, in the past, I think there were some people that were doing it in a sort of honest way. Yeah, it's double brokering. Yeah, it's not nice because we're already a broker. I mean, so if I give it to you when you're a carrier and then you give it to someone else, that's not really cool at all. But the, the, the problem now is the, the thieves are out there actually stealing loads, completely stealing them. The fraud is, uh, is getting up there. Luckily, there's a lot of good technology out there that we're utilizing that's helping us uh, mitigate our risks, um, whether it be my carrier packets, whether it be highway whether it be carrier sure, whether it be just carry, uh, carrier 411. Um, my feeling is we kind of need all that stuff. We need to, you know, we need to, you need to, you need to find, use all the technology you can and at the end. You got to kind of trust your gut, but we've got a lot of stop gaps in place to, to save us, including, you know, uh, getting the guy on macro point before he even takes the load. We're, you know, we'll ask questions like, where's your truck now? And what time's it going to be empty? And, um, you know, we'll tell them, look, we're, we're just going to ping you for macro points to see where you're at. We won't start tracking it until tomorrow when the pickup happens, but we need to protect ourselves here. And, um, so there's, again, there's, there's a lot of that going on out there. We're to, we're doing our best to make sure that we don't fall victim out there. And we're actually trying to educate our shippers because we think they have a big piece of the ownership here. So we do communicate with them that the, the driver's name is going to be Tony Jones. He's going to be coming in tractor 103, truck number yeah. 1205. And here's his cell phone number. When you get there, if that's not him, don't load the truck. So we've been able to, you know, mitigate any chances of that. We had a couple of near misses and we've, we were able to recover them, but, uh, it's, it's a real danger out there right now. And it's, uh, it's a horrible situation. It is. It is a horrible situation, and it's it's gotten a little bit more sophisticated over the last three, four, five years. And it, it, even the last three or four months, it's gotten really sophisticated. Really, these guys. It's yeah. They're um, like I said, it's gone from double brokering to, to outright theft, and uh, yeah, uh, theft of identity theft. Um, you know, people people getting into government sites and hacking, and getting taking control of their. So if you get in, uh, if you get into this, you know, F FMCSA somehow, and even there's, even though there's a pin program with that, they're actually kind of overhauling that. And that's going to be updated soon. I believe in August, they said, but if you get in there, you can just take the person's identity and let's say it was, uh, Kevin Hill trucking. And I go in there and I change the email address to, you know, our yeah. cargo at yahoo.com or whatever I change it to. And now I'm you. I'm, I'm, and I'm taking loads for you. I have no intention of, of, of having anything to do with you, but I'm using mm -hmm. your identity to steal freight. Yeah, no, I, I, I did hear about that. And, uh, it, it's just worrisome. It's, it's a worrisome world right now. And, um, and I, I think, uh, though there's more technology coming online to address all corners of, of this issue because, um, it's just become organized. The best way to protect yourself is if is to have steady business. You think you're more you're more at risk. Steady carriers. 
steady well steady steady lanes will help yep. you build steady carriers. Yep. If you're in the transactional marketplace where it's a one-off, the guy says, "I yeah, I don't run this very often." Now you're like, "Well, I don't know anyone there either." So you're going to be yeah. you're going to be posting it, or you're going to be you know putting it on any number of these platforms mm-hmm. that are out there, and you're kind of starting from scratch. Whereas you know, if I do a heavy lane, like I move a lot of lanes, a lot of loads to, to Memphis, I know yeah. I have five or six carriers that I can just rely on for that. And I just juggle between the three or four or five of them mm-hmm. and I don't have any problems. I mean, that, and then the customers get to know them as well. So yep. it's, it's, it makes it easy. It, it does. And that's the way all <laughs> the, the, the goal for your entire book of business, right? Is to have steady carriers and steady customers. So you just uh, play the middleman, the communicator. And that, that makes life a lot easier. It makes commission checks less uh, you know, predictable. Way for our customers, so that's we take things off their plate. We we like to say that you know you you guys are you are you guys are in in this niche business. We're in the transportation business. We can yeah. we can we can manage that process for you. That's why I always tell, I use that as a term. We'll manage the process for you. And again, we do have some really good technology behind us. We're um, with our TMS that we use that that we can give our customers a a, a, a login. Um, you can get, you can see the tracking and I'll call it an old fashioned way, even though there's great technology there. If I'm sitting in a chair trying to track my freight and I'm looking at a map and I can see a dot here and a dot here, I know where my truck's at yeah. or I know where I, I know where my freight's at on your truck. And, uh, and we do offer that. So it's, cool. it's been, it's, it's been a nice sales tool as well, but you don't want to lead with technology. You want to, you want to lead with listening. You do. It lead with listening. I think that's an important lesson. And uh, and I want to, we'll leave it at that. And we want to thank you for dropping by today, Rob. It's been a pleasure as always. And um, if our listeners have uh, any questions for you, I know you that they can find you on LinkedIn. Is that the best way? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on there. I'm also uh, you know available at my email address, which is r.bussy at bws-logistics.com and you can visit our website at www.bws-logistics.com we are a 3PL and we're ready to help our customers and find new ones as well so give me a call perfect thank you very much Rob and for everyone out there hit follow like subscribe to our podcast channel at put that copy down you can find us on YouTube as well and also on Freightcast, which has all the Freight Waves podcasts all in one channel for you. Um, but yeah, hit like, subscribe, follow, leave us a written review. Much appreciated. Um, but until then, go out and make some sales, make some margin, and uh, enjoy the sale. I got friends only want to talk business. I got expenses to win and expensive. I got expenses to win and expensive. I've been getting out of work. I've been shutting down the stars. Hey.